morning, church. Good morning, church. Good morning. Oh, you're awake. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. And um, just want to also welcome those who are online and many of our family, church family, are joining us online. They have the Isolate and many, uh, Susanne from Germany and different ones that have been joining us online. Just want to welcome you to KCC Church. And then this morning, I think the Lord is doing something special. Every Sunday, there's something special. But today is something special for today. Yes, it's new every day. And I hear him saying, asking this question, what do you want? What do you want? Do you know what you want? And are you ready to receive what you want? Is wanting to desire, to want something, and it's another thing to be ready to receive what you want. Without preparation, it can just fall off to unfruitful ground. And um, last week, um, sang a song as a very special service that I felt so ready to sing this this morning. And we're just going to be voices, a good old songs. They say, he touched me. Amen. Who remembers the song? He touched me. We are here to touch the heart of God. And, and this morning, the songs to every word share, Malcolm and Kevin, and, and, and just line up to this morning's sermon. Just line up. And, and if you are longing for a touch, we came here to touch the heart of God. Amen? Amen. We came here to praise him, to exhort him, to place him where he belongs, to remind ourselves that he belongs on the throne and he's with us. Jesus is on the throne. And he too wants to touch you. In turn, he wants to touch you. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. His desire is to draw near to you. And he wants to touch you. Two questions here. What do you want? Sometimes our brains are so frazzled. We don't really know exactly what we want. Question number two is, are you ready to receive what you want? Can we just sing, just for it? He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul, something happened, and now I know he Touch me and me, me hold. He touch me, oh, he touch me, and all the joy that floods my soul. 
Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. The Holy Spirit longs to touch you this morning. Not superficially, but deeply. And he hears your prayer. He hears your whisper. He hears your cry. He hears every conversation that you have with him. And he wants to touch the depth, the depth of your soul. You will walk out today saying, yes, he touched me. Because none of us can touch you that deep. No worship leader, no sermon, no leaders can touch you and heal you. But Jesus can. And the Holy Spirit is present. He wants to take you all the way back and heal you. Malash, as we were here and we were worshiping, I just have a word for you. Father is saying that don't look around. You are a forerunner. You kind of look for a leader to follow, which is a great thing. But the Lord says that he has called you to be a leader. He's going to infuse a fire that you long. You almost like, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. And in this person, but I say, Malesh, I have called you. I'm going to infuse the fire, the excitement, the leadership. Something is about to fall off your eyes. Something is going to, it's almost like it crack open a new growth, a new fire, a new tenacity, a new roar that's going to come out of your mouth. Sometimes you wonder, you have no words, but he's going to put words, fresh word on your tongue, on your lips. Bless you. You know what, today I just want to talk about, I want to preach from the Word. And as I'm sharing and reading the Word, the Holy Spirit is going to come and infuse and open your eyes and unlock something uh, in your spirit. I want to preach from 2 Samuel 6. This is a whole passage of the, the Bible talks about David bringing the ark the presence of God back to Jerusalem, the the city of David. We are living in times and days that nothing matters more than the presence of God. It's in the presence of God there is the fullness of joy. It's in the presence of God that the miraculous happen. In the miraculous, in the presence of God, He makes all things beautiful. Amen? The presence of God. That is what Jesus had done to crack open that, 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 that presence of God that we can walk boldly into the presence of God. And 2 Samuel chapter 6, it talks about David. David, I want to read from... Let's see. You know what? The presence, the ark. The ark is uh, incredible symbols, a very important symbols of the presence of God. And, and they had to, the priests had to carry on their shoulder a certain manner uh, of, of carrying the presence of God. And that these two cherubims, the angels, they're facing one another. 
right? Guarding and, and, and it's some, uh, symbolic of them giving full attention and readiness to do the will of God. Attention and readiness to do the will of God. You know what? Isaiah 1.19 says that if you are willing and obey, you will eat the best of the land. That was the Old Testament. We are thinking of prosperity or provision. When we are redeemed in Christ Jesus, the land no longer the world. You're willing and obey. I now feast from the heavenly places. Amen? Our, our, our place, our land is no longer the earth. We are feasting in the heavenly places and the provision will flow from the heavenly places down. And then, let me just go to 2 Samuel chapter 6. Now, verse 1, starting from verse 1, Then David again gathered all the elite troops in Israel, able men, 30,000. Whoa, that is a lot. Not just people, elite troops, well-trained and able. The seriousness, right? The honor he afforded, the presence of God. He led them to Bala of Judah to bring back the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord of heaven's army, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubims. They placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abinadab's house, which was on a hill. Azar, and Ahil, Abinadab's sons, were guarding the cart that carried the ark of God. Ahil walked in front of the ark. David and all the people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, loud harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. You know, praise and worship is so important. It always go before the presence of God. And we will read uh, Second Chron uh, Chronicles chapter 20. And in the time of even uncertainty, attacks of the army, Jehoshaphat was leading a troop, right? The praise and worship before warring, right? That is praise. It's always the power of praise and worship. Because... You know why it's so powerful? It keeps our eyes on the throne. The one who is worthy. The one who is all able. And then now, David came at 30,000. Right? He's leading. There's praise and worship. But when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled. And Azar reached out his hand and steadied the ark of God. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Azar, and God struck him dead 
because of this. So Asa died right there beside the ark of God. Does it puzzle you? He, his intention was good. It was about to tip over. He, he tried to protect that. But he was struck. Now, David was now afraid of the Lord. And he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of the Lord back into my care? So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David. You know what? In doing God's will, there's God's way. And sometimes in doing God's will, there can come discouragement. David took it very seriously. He get a 30,000 able man and it stumbled. That happened. He decided not to move the ark into the city of David because of fear, because of discouragement. If you have been following the Lord Jesus, there are things in the way. Along the way, there are discouragement. There are things that cause you to be disillusioned. He decided, nah, I'm just going lukewarm. I'm just not going to do it anymore. So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom. Of Gath. We know that Obed-Edom is just a common man. The ark of the Lord remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his entire household. Entire household and everything, another version, everything of Obed-Edom was blessed. So you know what? The presence of God is not just for kings, not just for leaders, not those for those who are prominent. He's for common men and you and I. It's for everyone that will host the presence of God. The blessing of God is upon you. So today, are we ready to host the presence of God? You and I are just like Obed-Edom. If we are willing everything that in your household will be blessed. The king of David was told, the Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's household and everything he has. Can you say repeat? And everything he has. You know, not just the house, everything that means is his oxen, could be his Corn, uh, uh, what, whatever you can imagine and think of, everything's mean everything, right? His household and everything he has because of the ark of God, because of the presence of God. So David went there and brought the ark of, the, of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with great celebration. Again, this time, he's preparing, right? 
with great celebration after the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord had gone six steps. David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Can you imagine that is this whole gym bang of band worshiping, celebrating, and the men carrying one step, two steps, three steps, four steps, five steps, six steps. I'm out of the music camera and there is a sacrifice a bull and fattened calf okay let's start all over again worship 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 okay one step two steps three steps four steps five steps six steps the seven steps is sacrificing it's quite a bloody business isn't it thank God, we don't have to do that now. Six is the number of men. The seventh is the number of perfection. In Hebrews 10, 14 to 25, Jesus is the perfect sacrifice for us. Amen? Jesus is the perfect sacrifice for us. Can you imagine Monday, Tuesday to Saturday, Sunday when we get together, we have to you know, kill the animals and sacrifice. Thank God we don't have to do that anymore. Now, he says that for by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. For he says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus by his death Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place and since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him for our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean you are clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise amen for God can be trusted to keep his promise amen let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return 
is drawing near. Doesn't it sound like a letter God had just written to us? The day is drawing near, right? And, and last Sunday, last Sunday, um, while during the pre-prayer, you know, I, I just got two words about uh, willing and waiting. Then during service, the third W uh, was shown to me about wonder. Wonder. When you think of wonder, it, you, you know, it's miraculous. The signs, right? And, and something that is birthing. If we have a mind on earth, we'll be wondering what's going to happen. That is the fear attached to it because we are human beings that need certainty. You know, when things are uncertain, there is a kind of, ooh, uneasiness, right? You feel insecure, we feel insecure, we feel afraid, we feel, you know, uh, anxious when we are trying, that's wondering what's going to happen. But when we are seated, Jesus did this. He was the perfect sacrifice so that we can be seated in the heavenly places with Him. In Romans 8.34, He says that He is seated in the place of honour at the Father's right hand, interceding for you and I. What does interceding mean? He is our advocate. When the enemy comes and tells you you are not good enough, you don't have enough, oh, did you remember what you've done? And you know, what your father did or your mother did, what you did or your friends or whatever, or you know, you have stumbled, you are a failure, not enough. But Jesus said, no, because you have been bought by my blood. You know, we are seated with him in the heavenly places. He's interceding. He's comforting us to sit with Him. If You know what? Intercession, if we are in Christ, we are called into the ministry of intercession as well. Some have the gift and the ministry, but we are all intercessors because when we are in Christ, He's interceding for us to come into this place of fullness, come to into this place of bold and confident into His throne of grace and mercy. So we intercede in Christ with Him for our brothers and sisters to come into that place that only Christ can fulfill. Romans 8.34 says that. He is interceding. He said, come, come. Don't try to work our salvation from ground up. He said, now it's from heaven down. We tap into the resources, the relationship from the heavenly places. And our thought flow from the top down. Unity first comes from within ourselves. Sometimes it's so ununified. What we think does not align to what he says. We can say one thing. Now we summon, you know, laying down every vain imagination, right? Casting our thoughts before the Lord. Right? And then you know, align our thoughts and emotion to the Word of God. You know what? Don't wait for someone to prophesy over you because you are the closest. 
Your spirit has been poured to you on every daughter and sons. So every morning, you begin to prophesy. You look into the mirror, Malcolm, you are an amazing man. Brian, oh my God, you are good looking. You know, that's right, he's, a, he's nodding. Yeah, you know, he's nodding. You know, you are filled with great gifts. So, you know what? That you begin to summon, awaken your own spirit. You know, that's why David say, why are you so cast down, oh my soul? Why are, acknowledging does not mean empowering. It's important to acknowledge, to know where you are at, but summon it up to sit in the heavenly places. Sit in the heavenly places, right? And then, you know what? Now, willing, if we are willing, just remember Isaiah 119, you're willing. We all are willing. What do we do? We are waiting. Now I want to read um, Pastor Larry have been talking about the Tower of Babel, right? The importance of the power of unity. That it's been, we are God created in God. So we have the ability to be united, right? There was confusion of the language. And in Acts 2, he restored the languages, right? I believe not just the languages, God, the Holy Spirit it's going to help us understand the ability to understand every individual. Because none of us are born of the same household. I have four children. All four of them have different personality. They are all different. I, there's no cookie cutter, you know. In those days, like one can does it all. <laughs> Do not spare the rod. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and you know. So, so, but you know what? God carved them and created them all different. My, uh, the culture is not just a Chinese culture and Sri Lankan culture from there. And, and personality as well. How can we ever understand fully our brothers and sisters? There are certain language would touch them, certain language that they can understand. The EQ, the you know, the ability to speak another person's language. The Holy Spirit has the ability. That's why we need to be so intimately intertwined with the Holy Spirit. He is the one that lives in us and enables us when we are willing, when we are waiting. And the Holy Spirit is going to do the wonders. He is going to heal things that, that's why I say above and beyond what we can think and even ask for. According to the power that lives within you and I. It's not you, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. And he longs to speak and enable and empower. Today I'm standing here to calling you out to be fully you. Don't try to be someone else. I have many flaws. Don't try to be me. I am just trying and exercising to be fully me. When we all show up, I am not a puzzle person. 
I, and my children finished this beautiful Snoopy. You know, there was second one I was trying to do. Every piece look alike. <laughs> Have you tried? Every seem look alike. You put it. Oh, it's the wrong one. You may look alike with somebody. You may have the similar gifting, but yet you are very different. If you don't show up, the puzzle cannot be finished. By us showing up fully, allow the Holy Spirit to use us. We help complete a big picture. That is the prayer of Jesus. That's why we have to motivate. Don't wait. We are in the times and season. You do your work. You do your homework. Be diligent, right? Diligent out there. We have no excuse. We've got YouTube galores of teaching. <laughs> At the press of the button, we can learn. Okay, there are leaders that are, you know, to, to hold us accountable and help and guide. But I think the season is coming. The Holy Spirit is saying, hey, show up. Show up. I want to empower you. No shame. Have you been comparing and keep telling yourself you're not good enough? Have you been hiding? Blame is the one big thing. Don't blame your spouse, your children, your parents, your worker. Come fully and watch God do the wonders. And now on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. I believe we are waiting. This is an action. They're all together. I believe in your secret place. By yourself with the Holy Spirit, He will come and visit you in that secret place as you begin to wait. There'll be a roar. Then what looked like flames of tongues and fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability at the time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? How can this be? They exclaim, these people are all from Galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, and there's so many languages, right? Okay, I'm not going to, both Jews and converts of Judaism, it just, oh, Larry mentioned that there were 72 languages. That was a lot. And they stood there amazed and perplexed. Amazed and perplexed. They wonder, how is this ever possible? What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they are just drunk, that's all. When man can't understand they just put it to something that they're comfortable. 
Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, follow fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk. As some of you are assuming, nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. The days that we are living in also have been predicted. And it will come to pass. In the last days, are we in the last days? God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. And they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above. And signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and clouds and smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be safe. Will be safe. Say that I can prophesy into my situation. I can prophesy. I'm not convinced. Okay. I can prophesy into my situation. Remember my last message that the very first blessing when Adam and Eve were created, they were blessed. God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit blessed them. And the ability to multiply. Amen? The Ability to grow. I think God is growing new things. If you have eyes, you will see. If you have ear, you will hear what the Spirit of God is doing. New growth. Don't. The, the old is past. If you have trees that, you know, during winter all fall off, the old leaves, it's gone. Don't look for the old things. It's over. It's gone. Don't try to look back. God is birthing and growing new things. If the enemy has condemned you, there's old news. Now the new news is good news. Amen? Good news. Every step that was created to man, the six steps, is the number of man, Jesus, the perfect sacrifice has come and abolished that. That we can come straight in the throne room as sons and daughters. The perfect sacrifice. And we are still punishing ourselves. We're still sacrificing. We're going doing this and that. Not that there's no work. Remember, I read the scripture. There is good work that we do. But we work out of this redeemed self. We work out so that our Father is glorified. Every day is a new day. 
every new day is an opportunity for new growth, new excitement, right? When, when you're in God, um, this is not part of my sermon. I just want to, oh, I don't think, I, okay. anyway, I just quickly share that. We are coming to a close. You know, a while ago, when, when God asked me to go to India, and, and, and um, after talking to my husband, pray about it, I, I have such certainty that I am to go. And, and just before the trip, I, I had this sense, of, was a bit scary by myself, but it was quite clear that I was to go. So I was excited, I was preparing. And then at the airport, I had this sense of uh, like a, uh, meeting my, the lover of my soul. It's almost like he has planned surprises. You know, have you been, you know, at the start when you start dating, you know, you prepare the mail, go prepare a um, picnic or, or surprise, take you somewhere and you're wondering uh, where he's going to take me. By the way, Larry took me to Swanston, uh, Swanson ice cream in Malaysia. It was a big deal then. And, uh, you know, it, it's like, it's just, wait, um, there is this curiosity, there is this joy, it, a, a good kind of nervousness that you look forward to, yeah? There's no, but because we trust in the Lord in the new season, what He's going to do, you begin to be aware if there is negative anxiety, there is condemnation, there is shame and blame, that is not from God. It is not from God and we need to be quick because the Spirit of God is with you and I, we have said no. I have nothing to do with you. For what God is doing is life and life abundantly. Life and life abundantly. And, and if you have been so long in a circumstance, how is this possible? But Lord, yet I will praise you. I will praise you. I will dance before you. And, and um, I want to quick, quickly read um, this, that. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and blowing of ram's horns. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Micah, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for David. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the special tent David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed burnt offering and peace offering to the Lord. When he had finished his sacrifices. David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Anyway, I'm going to quickly jump down to verse 21. Is that David? Okay, she, okay. Um, in 20, when David returned home to bless his own family, Micah, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, How distinguished the king of Israel look! Today, shamelessly exposing, exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. 
David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrated before the Lord. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to humiliated to my to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I'm distinguished. You know what? There is something about clapping, singing, playing of instrument, dancing, and shouting. If it's not important, it will not be in the Word of God. You know what? There is something about you know, stirring our body, come into alignment to what we believe. When we raise our hands, it just triggers our mind to say, yes, Lord Almighty, He is worthy to be praised. He is to be lifted in the heavenly places. I'm dancing, I'm celebrating because He is worthy. He is worthy. I'm stepping on His head, the serpent's head. You know, that is a, is a prophetic act. My whole body is not just my belief system, not just the word. My entire being is aligning to praise the Lord my God. If you despise me, I will do all the more if it pleases the Lord. You know what? God, prepare. We want God to do something. Jesus asked the blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? How obvious is that? He's blind. Can you not see? But yet, he asked a question. And this morning, Jesus is asking you, the Spirit of God is moving up. What do you want? What do you want? I want to see, Lord. I want my children to come in fellowship with you. I've lost a lot. Restore what I've lost. Lord, I'm dry. Come and water me. Lord, I want healing for my body. I want an intimate relationship. I do not know how to get there. What do you want? The next thing is that waiting, actively waiting. Not to say, I'm sitting here, do what you want to do. There is a desire, there is a partnership with the Holy Spirit in our waiting. Trust in God. Mary says this, For the Word of God will never fail. When the angels came to tell Mary that He's going to carry Jesus, the Son of God, He was like, what? I do not know how. But immediately He came back, For the Word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. What has God told you? Don't be shy. Write it down. Prophesy over it. And see yourself aligning to it. Show up. Fully show up. We are a healing community. We are a loving community. 
We are a united community because of the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are becoming more and more. We are giving ourselves more and more so that we can glorify the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, search our hearts this morning. Help us to see. Help us to come out of hiding. Come out of shame. You have no place in this house. No blame, no shame, no hiding, no overcompensating. Fully be all that you have called us to be. We are blessed. We are blessed. As the worship team lead us, allow the Holy Spirit be still and know that He's speaking to you. fourth generations. Lord, release that, Lord, in our midst. Thank you, Father. Oh, God. In the crushing, in the you were making new Yes. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new ones. Full of the Spirit. In the soil. Trust you, I don't need to understand. 